Well, I plan on starting a new series today on God and science, but God gave me a little course correction this week because somebody needs some more encouragement about moving your life in the right direction. So, next Sunday is Mother's Day, and all the guys already knew that, obviously. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah, just, just, just nod and smile. That's right. We all knew that next Sunday is Mother's Day. And then the week after, May 15th, I'll kick off a new series called I Believe in Science. And we're going to talk about God and science and how you don't have to choose one or the other because our faith is a reasonable faith. And I like what Louis Pascal said, science is the study of how God created the universe. So we're going to dig deeper. And in week one, I'm going to talk about the scientific evidence in the 1990s, the scientific evidence that convinced the world's leading atheists to change sides. He didn't open a Bible. He didn't go to a church service. He didn't listen to a sermon. He listened to, he read the human genome report and said, there is no way that this happened by mistake. And we'll talk about that May 15th. He said, come and bring a friend. It's going to be fun. And we're going to get scientific with it. Amen. But today, this is part two of what I started last Sunday called Chart the Course about setting and reaching goals because God wants us to dream big and chase after those dreams. Anybody believe that? There's already enough average and mediocre in the world, so let's be different. Okay? Last week I talked about getting a vision. You need to have a vision of where you're going. Bible says Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. So you can't get it done if you don't know what it is. Vision is seeing where you're going before you get there. All right, anybody, did anybody go home last week and think about a vision for at least one area or more of your life? Anybody got you thinking? Yeah, yeah, me too. I want you to keep on thinking about it, but don't stop there. You need to write it down. Habakkuk 2.2 says this. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Somebody say, write the vision. And make it plain on tablets. Somebody say, make it plain. That he may run who reads it. You need to have a clear direction for where you're going. You need to write it down. Make it plain. Whether it's for your health, your career, your marriage, your finances, whatever it is, you need to write down a vision for your life. This week I was reading about gunnery sergeant Brian Zins. He's considered one of the best marksmen in the world. He was a competitive shooter in the Marine Corps for their pistol team. He was trained by the FBI. He set over 30 national records for competitive shooting, and he is a 12-time NRA national champion. But let me tell you something. You give me 20 minutes of instruction time, and I can teach anybody in this room to shoot better than Brian Zins on one condition. And here's the condition. You let me blindfold the gunnery sergeant, spin him around so he doesn't know where the target is. <laughs> you are guaranteed to win. Why? Because you can't hit a target that you cannot see. Don't go through life aiming at targets that you can't see. Get a vision for your life. Identify your target and focus on that target. So last week's title was Chart the Course, and that's become my two-part series today. But today, this is where the rubber meets the road. Today's message is simply... Get to work. Somebody say, get to work. Because vision is useless if you never do anything about it. Okay, we have a saying in my house, don't talk about it, be about it. (laughs) 
You can have the finest vision, the noblest goals, the very best plans, but if you don't get to work on those plans, none of it matters. Vision without action is just wishful thinking. We just read in the book of James, whereas the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I want to say this to the church, and I want to say this to this generation that's coming up today. Success is spelled W-O-R-K. If you're going to accomplish your goals and pursue your dreams, there is some work that you must do. And I really believe that if you listen today with an open heart and mind, you will succeed. Because I want to give you three truths to help you accomplish your goals in life. Are you ready this morning? Okay? Like Kim Kardashian told her third husband, I'm not going to keep you long. I got a short message today. We got a new members class after service. We're going to just keep on rolling. But here's my three points. Number one, you can't have a better tomorrow without doing something today. That's deep, isn't it? You can't have a better tomorrow without doing something today. I want to read a very popular scripture to you, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many of you are familiar with that verse? Okay, yeah. I want to point something out about this verse. There's two things. Number one, Christ gives us strength. But number two, and a lot of people miss this, we do the work. The strength comes from Him because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. But when He gives us the strength, we do all the work. Do you see that, saints? He gives the strength, but we do the work. And if you're going to get something out of the vision, you've got to put some work into the vision. In order to get something out, you've got to put something in. Galatians six seventeen. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And this is very important. If you want to have a better tomorrow, you have to do something today. Come on, tell somebody. It starts today. When does it start? There you go. One of the most debilitating words in the English language is the word tomorrow. Tomorrow is a dangerous word. I'll stop cussing tomorrow. I'll stop drinking tomorrow. I'll start saving money. I'll start praying tomorrow. I'll start my diet tomorrow. Hello. Tomorrow is a dangerous word. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. There will never be, never, ever be a perfect time to start, so you might as well start today. Amen? Like we say in the country, start right now. Doesn't matter right now. All right, there you go. <laughs> Some of y'all said that look. Too, uh, it was very authentic, I'll say that. I'll say it like that. Three principles. Number one, you can't have a better tomorrow without doing something today. Number two, you won't get more until you use what you have. You won't get more until you use what you got. I've heard so many people say, I'll pursue my dreams when I have more money, when I have more time, when I have more friends, when the price of gas goes down. <laughs> the key to reaching your dream is to start with what you already have. Because here's the Bible truth. You won't get more until you use what you've got. 
thing about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling through a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then when he received the five talents, the one who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he would receive two talents, gain two more also. But he who received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Time's not right. I'll invest it tomorrow. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five. Look, I've gained five more. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more besides them. And the Lord said, he said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Drama. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would receive back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Strong warning from Jesus, isn't it? Notice that the Master gave every servant something. We all have different levels of talent, different types of talent, that God has given us all something. And if we're faithful in using what we have, then God will bless us with more. I challenge you this morning that God has already put in your hands everything you need to pursue your dreams. But you've got to open up your eyes to see what you've got your life is a partnership between you and God. There are things that only God can do, but there are other things that only you can do. And I heard T.D. Jakes say this a few years ago. Think about this. God never made a table. He created all of the world, the sun, the moon, the stars, every, every living creature. He made man in his own image, but God never made a table. God made, never made a table, but he made a tree. Think about it. God makes trees. We make tables. And the problem for some of you is that you've been praying for a table. God, I need a table, please. God, build me a table. I'll do anything if you just give me a table. And you're frustrated with God because he hasn't given you a table. And God is frustrated with you because he's already given you a tree. You see, God will give us raw materials to build anything. It's up to us to take the materials and work them into something useful. God has deposited things into your life. Are you using them? 
Three principles. One, you can't have a better tomorrow without doing something today. Number two, you won't get more until you use what you have. And number three, big goals are always accomplished in small steps. Small steps. Some of you have big goals, and I like big goals, and God likes big goals, but you have to understand this principle that big goals are always accomplished through teeny, tiny, little steps. You have to start small. You remember the old adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? <laughs> right? I want to share one, one of my secrets to success, and this is a big secret that I live by, and I really probably wouldn't get anything done in life if I didn't walk by this principle. I call it the 1% rule. Somebody say 1%. Okay, I want you to remember this. If you have a big goal or a big dream, oftentimes just the thought of it can be so intimidating that you don't do anything. You scare yourself away. I call it a paralysis by analysis. You think about how big that dream is and how much work and how difficult it's going to be to the point where you don't do anything because it's so intimidating. And here's the 1% rule. This is how you recover from the analysis paralysis. You use the 1% rule. I make up my mind that every day I want to complete 1%. Just 1% of the goal. Okay, you ought to use the 1% rule in your life. If you like to write and you want to write a book... If you write three pages a day, just three pages, you'll write a book in three months. If you need to lose 10 pounds, that's 35,000 calories. If you burn 388 calories a day, that's not all that much, you'll lose 10 pounds in three months. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. Do 1% every day. If you're lonely and you want more friends, go out and learn one person's name every day. Okay, the grocery store, McDonald's, the doctor's office. Here's a crazy idea. At church, learn one person's name every day. And after three months, you'll, you'll have met 90 new people. Now, to 90 people, surely one of them will like you. That's the 1% rule. It works. Okay? Uh, it works. I want you to think about it. I've got this bundle of sticks right here. I could try so hard, put it on my knee. I'm not the power team, but I cannot break this bundle of sticks all at one time. But if I take one out of these 100 sticks out of here, What's your 1%? What's one small thing you're going to do to work towards those things that God has put in your life and those things that you know you need to change in your life? Every day you need to pick your stick. What am I going to tackle today? What's the 1%? What's the small thing I can do today and every day that's going to get me towards that goal? Sure, the vision can be overwhelming, and I know that dreams that God puts in your heart can be intimidating, but if you have the wisdom to do one small thing, one small thing every single day, you will see that vision come to pass. And here's the deal. We want it all today. I know that. But God knows that right now we couldn't handle it all. That's why God takes us on a journey of little by little, one small step at a time, because He's also 
getting us ready. He's developing us and preparing us for those things that He's put in our heart. You know, this is exactly what God did for the children of Israel when He brought them into the promised land. He would not let them have it all at one time. God Himself said something very surprising to Israel in Exodus 23. In Exodus 23, verse 29, He says, I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you will inherit the land. God is saying to Israel, you can't handle all of this right now. So I'm going to give you a little by little and one day you're going to possess the whole land. He said, when you have increased, then you'll inherit it all. It takes discipline to work your dreams little by little. It takes discipline to pick your stick and Break one every day that God develops us through daily discipline. And I hope that you've had an open heart today that you'll follow these principles. Anybody feel stirred up just a little bit to do something when you get out of here today? Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, do something. Tell them right now. <laughs> I want to shift the focus as I close this morning. I told you it was brief today. I talked about success and about meeting goals, and goals are great, and success is wonderful. But Jesus said in Mark 8, 36, What profits a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? You can have big dreams, and you can have huge success, but it all means nothing if you don't have Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate expression of God's love. And I love this, Romans 5, 8. God demonstrates His own love toward us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing to me that while we were still sinners, while we were at our very worst, God gave His best. He sent His only Son, Jesus, who came and lived a sinless life, who died a horrible death on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins and my sins. Jesus died for us on that cross when we were at our absolute worst. He gave His all for us. That's how much God loves that even in your worst moment, God gives His best for you to forgive you, to redeem you, to save you, to give you hope for a better tomorrow. Salvation is not complicated. It's not, just, not a bunch of rules and regulations. Acts 16.31 says it very simply. The Apostle Paul says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Through faith in Jesus Christ, you can be free. You can have eternal life. I said earlier, you can't have a better tomorrow unless you do something today. Why not do something today about your soul? Is your soul saved? Are you right with God? The Bible says that now is the accepted time. Today, not tomorrow, but today is the day of salvation. Today is somebody's moment to be set free for your life to be turned around for good. Put your faith in Jesus today in this moment and put that faith in action. Will you stand with me this morning as we pray? If you will, just close your eyes for a moment as we go in prayer. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for giving people big dreams. But God, I thank you, Lord, that the greatest dream of all, Lord, is a dream of that all would be saved. God, you gave your son to die on the cross to save us from our sins. And God, if there's anybody here this morning who is not living in the freedom of forgiveness, 
who is not experiencing the joy and the hope, the life and the freedom that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray today, God, that you would stir their hearts, give them the faith, God, to make Jesus the Lord of their life, God, to put their faith in you today. And I thank you, Lord, that they'll never be the same. I thank you, God, they'll never have to live with the guilt of the past. God, they won't have to go through life looking over their shoulder. Lord, that their past will be erased. Lord, you will set them free. Lord, you'll wipe the record clean and give them a new beginning, a new identity today. In Jesus' name. As we continue to pray and keep our eyes closed for a moment, if you haven't made that decision yet, but you want to today, I want to lead you in a simple prayer to help you start that journey of faith in God. I want to pray with you to help you do something today so you can have a better tomorrow. Come on, let's pray this prayer together out loud. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I believe in you. I come to you just the way I am. Save me. Change me. Set me free. And with your help, I'll live for you the rest of my life. Amen. If you made that decision in your heart, you've made the greatest decision of your lifetime. Church, can we all celebrate this morning? Come on, if you've been set free, come on, shout out free! Amen.